Welcome to the Give Them Something to Talk About podcast, brought to you by She Tribe. Hello, fam. How are we doing on this fine day? Hope- we- <laughs> How are you doing, most importantly, now that Taylor Swift launched her new album on Friday? Okay, well, first of all, I, I have an elevated mic right now, and I feel like I could be in the studio with Taylor, just like quickly like dropping a track about like wanderlust. Um, but unfortunately I do not have the voice of an angel, so stay tuned. But I think we can all agree. The only thing that saved 2020 was Taylor Swift. I, there's nothing else good that has occurred. Unless a vaccine comes out, which, er, uh, sorry, hi, unless it gets dispersed. LOL. It literally got approved like yesterday. Until that gets dispersed, Taylor Swift is still the best thing to happen in 2020. She is the best thing to happen. And honestly, I was nervous about Evermore because I was like, oh, I loved folklore so much. There's no way this can compare. And I will be honest, Taylor Swifties, the first time I heard it, not in love. It was not love at first sight. But then like most of my, you know, romantical relationships, I just dr- drove it into the ground. I listened to it on repeat and repeat and repeat. I'm happy to say I'm in love with it. Do you feel like you're more in love with it than folklore? Um, no, but I do feel like they're comparable works of art, and I love that the national is on Evermore because that's like a throwback to my high school days when like my ex boyfriend made like a, a custom playlist and sent it over, and it was like dark, depressing songs like Bonnie Vare, the National, Say Anything, and so you listened I, to Bonnie Vare in high school. I was very cutting edge, and by that I mean my ex-boyfriend was, and he introduced me to it. Yeah, I mean, I have serious musical clout, and also my mom has, like, a ridiculous ear for music, so, like, she's, like, she sent me Billie Eilish before Billie Eilish had a CD, so, like, I also get recos from her. That's actually, like, wild and shocking. No, I know. Like, Dave and I were just talking about it, and he's like, your mom should have been in, like, A&R, or, like, is that, yeah, that's. I don't, whatever the record label title is, <laughs> let's just say I'm not like in the know and within the music space. Like I, I'm not a, a up and coming artist, but yeah, it, it's, it's so good. That is by far the highlight of my week. Was that the highlight of your week? Absolutely. I actually, so I told you that I wasn't obsessed with folklore when it yes, came out because it was at a time where I didn't need like some, not downer music, mm-hmm. but like that, that vibe. Yep. And so I didn't. I didn't, I did a disservice to Taylor Swift when yeah. Folklore came out. I didn't fully listen. I didn't cry for hours. Mm-mm. But I will say with Evermore, I got in the vibe and I, I was welcoming content into my life and it felt really yeah. good. Yeah, it, it did feel so good. I was talking to someone today and they're like, I have not stopped playing the album since it came out. Well, I know. Today I was singing, I think it was Willow, and... Devin goes, can you stop singing that song? You have not stopped. And then I realized, I go, what do you mean I've not stopped? It came out on Friday. Like, it's not like singing it for months. Sweetie, this is going to have a long shelf life, so I need you to settle the F in, yeah. you know? Get cozy. Oh, my gosh. I love Willow. Also, my, well, two-way tie between Coney Island, hashtag the national I love you, and Cowboy. I know like Cowboys, it's it's a slow start, but then you're I get yeah. stuck in my head. I have a question. So, do you listen to a song and immediately know if you like it? I I do have that feeling. Like the first time I heard Exile on Folklore, I was like, oh my god, I want to die to this song. And then there are other <laughs> songs that are not. 
Actually, Ellie, I think this is a bigger conversation. Do you believe in love at first sight? Oh, I, I think I, I think I do. I think yeah. I do. And I do, I, but I don't believe in love at first sound. I really, I don't get a feel oh. for it. Yeah. It, it's rare. I will say like, there's only a couple tracks in my entire lifetime that I have like a guttural reaction to, but I've learned cause I'm so seasoned that we were talking about this. You have to listen to the album in order cause it, the artist purposely did the tracks that way. And then I, I listened to it three times before I made my assessment. Yeah. So it makes me question if I, like, I wish that I could be in a, um, like a panic room where no one could reach me so that I could know <laughs> outsider opinions on which songs are the best, yes. you know? I yes. feel like every time, like every single, you know, podcast or person I talk to, it's like, it influences which songs are my favorite. And then yep. I, I am a follower when it comes to music, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel that. I, I agree with you. I don't think there's love at first sound except for me. And also love at first sight. I didn't really believe in it until I met David, but don't think, I mean, this is romantical, but I also, I had my barriers down because at the time I didn't know David was available in more ways than one. But when I saw him, I was like, damn, I want you to be my best friend. And not just because he was giving me a sick ass deal at my apartment, but everyone else is like, basically, I've, I've never felt that way. And, and in fact, do you ever, did you ever date a guy and you're like, you're like counting every minute you spend with him is a minute you're gonna have to make up for. Like you just know that the breakup's gonna be freaking brutal, but you do it anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, I've never like thought about that in the moment, but yes, I mean like, every single person I've ever dated, I know that I'm gonna <laughs> struggle with a breakup, and they'll be very, very fine. Wait, back to Taylor Swift for a second. It's like the song "I Knew You Were Trouble." Of course, you know? it is. Yeah, no, yeah, of yeah. course, because of course she knows is. every memento. Okay, for those non-Taylor Swift fans, I guess we should move on. I mean, we this could, could we could, this could be a whole episode, but I have a couple of quick updates I'd like to share with the podcast fam, and one of them is the first year Dave and I dated as a joke. I bought us Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus pajamas. They had like the whole like red with like white covering is a full thing. And I accidentally bought the wrong size for David. So he was swimming in them from day one. And then now we're getting elf pajamas. We have elevated your our game and we will be dressed like the elf in elf. Buddy. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So and are you wondering if we're taking a family photo? Absolutely not. It's just for the sheer fun of Christmas because you know what? We have nothing else to do. <laughs> I know. Someone asked me my New Year's plans. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> People have New Year's plans? <laughs> I don't even celebrate Christmas, which makes my life even <laughs> worse right now. You know, I, I. it's actually the first time where people have, like, winter break off, and they're like, uh, what am I going to do at this time? No, truly. Truly. It's we, a difficult one, and ugh. I know. We got to find ways to keep ourselves busy. Yeah. If you live in subarctic temperatures like we do, if you could just send us a DM and tell us what activities you're finding are COVID appropriate, that would be great because we tried to do like a safe socially distanced bonfire and we were fucking, oh, sorry. If you're listening to kids, we were freezing. 
freezing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys wanted to stay outside longer. I'm no. Like, I, I'm going to need to go home and sit in a bathtub for like four hours. No. no. The whole crux was in order to socially distance, you had to be very far away from the yeah. actual fire source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire did, did not do much. Um, but oh yeah. It's, so to keep ourselves busy, we can do something that we've talked about doing in prior conversations, mm-hmm. which would be reminiscing on our times in Declurb. Oh my gosh. I know I, I bring a reference back to Heather McMahon all the time, but she said like when COVID is over, she's just going to go to the club. And honestly, Allie, I think we should go. I think we should go clubbing. You know, what I, like what do we have to lose? I can't even, what is clubbing going to look like? Like are we, are people still going to be like in each other's armpits sweating and taking <laughs> shots? The club is actually so similar to like the L train or yes. the bus. No, it but is. But we're drunk and it is all okay. No, it's like your bachelorette party, you know, like that's the last time I've been clubbing and I wouldn't say like I acclimated to the environment, you know? Well, it just like, first of all, it obviously hits different when you're like 100 (laughs) years old like us, but it also like, it's kind of like riding a bike. You get that. Mm -hmm. And okay, guys, we should clarify why we're talking about the club. Last (laughs) week, we were talking about the dynamics of the club and Mm -hmm. everything that goes down into club. So yeah. we figured we'd dedicate like literally half of this episode to the funny <laughs> things that happen in the club. In the club. Step one, you have to call it in the club. There's Always. there's no like, oh, I went to the club. You went to the club. Club. Um, Allie, do you want to kick us off, or would you like me to go first? Because I've got a lot of lot of experience at the club. Um, I I'll let you kick us off if okay. you feel so inclined. I do feel inclined. I also feel like I need to give a lot of backstory. So. I moved to LA when I was like 23, fresh out of school, ready to just rage like I did there. And I moved to West Hollywood, which is like the club de Mecca. Like there are so many clubs, both straight and gay, and like a one-liner. So what I remember first is, okay, no one goes to the club alone. You've got to get like your gaggly geese friend. And it's strategic. You don't want like your lame friend going to the club. Like, you need the friend that's, like, bat shit wild because, like, otherwise you don't need, like, a, you know, like, a oh, it's 10 o'clock. We should get going. Like, you need the woman who's, like, I'm taking six, four locos to the face. No, in the club, you don't even get to the club realistically until, like, 11 something. No, no. Right? Oh, my gosh, yes. And also, you probably start getting ready at 9 because you want to pregame because drinks and the club are expensive. And so you have your girls and you're like, you guys, let's try on outfits for the club. So, like, I had a lot of phases. First, I thought I was going to be like, ooh, like a like a hippie girl. And I was going to wear, like, a crop top and, like, pants that float out. And then I was, I was like, hope you're 5'3". Um, honey, you can't wear flared legs because you're, you're very short. So then I'd be like, ooh, maybe I'm going to be, like, sexy. And I'm going to wear, like, a little high-waisted skirt, you know, with, like, a little bandeau. Yeah. And then it turns out the only skirts I had were business professional. <laughs> <laughs> no. A nice pencil skirt. You know, a, a nice and tight pencil skirt. So what I did every time was I inevitably went into, and every woman has this, the Forever 21 pile. Oh. It's like, you literally, did you, if you go to the club and you don't wear something from like Bebe or Forever 21, like what are you wearing? There's, unless the outfit that you are wearing can be thrown out after you get home, <laughs> yes. you're not doing it right. Yes, that is such a valid call. So I would like dip into like a Forever 21, like one hard tug away from just disintegrating all over myself. Yeah, yeah. 
and like a short skirt that like the entire night I was pulling down. Like, there, do not think for one second that skirt stayed down. You know, yeah. it has to. If it's a bandage dress, first of all, <laughs> the only way that you can. I think it's part of actually the prereqs getting into a club. You yeah. have to wear a bandage dress or a bandage yep. skirt with about mm. two inches of your upper stomach showing. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're so and right. That's how, that's basically your cover. Yeah. You know what I realized? Like I went to the clubs in California where you could get away with practically being naked, but I also went to school in Boston and I vividly remember like wearing you know, I wanted to bring a coat to a bar or the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you would be, you would get out of the cab and you would be in subarctic temperatures. <laughs> yeah. It felt like you literally t- took your, dipped your toe in like the the polar, the, like the and polar ice cap. Are you wearing like patent leather heels the way I? Oh. Wear? <laughs> okay. In ten degree weather in the winter. <laughs> your toes instantly go cold, and also while we're on the topic of shoes, you know you were the club girl. If at the next day after you took off your shoes, you couldn't feel your toes. Like they were permanently numb. Permanently numb. And your shit, well, actually, that is very, that's very interesting because if you wear shoes at the club, <laughs> you get home and they are just straight up sticky. No, they're, you know, it's like if you're wearing like a stiletto heel or, or whatever type of heel, you've literally scraped off two inches of it. Yes. It is now, it's no longer level. No, you know? the, the heel's, like, not even a tap. <laughs> also, I am the worst at walking in heels. Like, I, I don't know. Oh even to this day, I've never been good at it. And I, I'm i miserable, like, within three minutes of wearing any heel. I can third-party validate that. About me yeah. or about you? About, no, about you. No, I know. And you're good at wearing heels. Like, no. you legit walk around as if you're in a pair of Uggs. No, I do. But that's what happens when you're 5'3 and under. You, you just... Heels become part of your lifestyle, so you know. As I've said once, and I'll say it again, I don't want to look like someone's baby sister. Okay. Yeah, but I'm only five four, and I still <laughs> I can't do it. Whatever. I'm five three quarters. Five. No, I'm five four and three quarters. Okay, you come off five five to me, which is very different than well, five you three. You always round up when you say your height, <laughs> and so I do say five five, but like when it comes to wearing heels, I wouldn't say I get away with not wearing them. You know. Oh, okay. Hidden secrets coming out on the pot. Allie G is in fact five four and not five five. Yep, yep. This is also not the goddamn court of law, is it? <laughs> I'm gonna devastate you. I am. I am five three and a half, so I should round up to five four. In you which should. case, you should. We would, but I, I round down it. I'm not exactly proud that I'm five three and like really three quarter, eh, one half. I don't know actually. It depends on the mood I'm in at the doctors. Wait, do you remember getting? Why was my height being measured at the doctors? Your no height. one was tracking my growth. I never came back in and someone said, "Oh, you grew an inch." Yeah, they do. No, not once. Not for me. They told you you grew. All the time. That's like why they measure your weight and height. They're like you're in the this percentile, this percentile to make sure that you're. Healthy. No, ever once I got past the infant phase, I I didn't deal with that. Although, let's be clear, my doctor loves to remind me what my weight is and what that translates into body mass index. <laughs> yeah, they love to say, "Let's get on the scale." They love that one. And also, like, I'm like, can I strip naked? Otherwise, me getting on the scale 
will not mean anything. And they keep yeah, making exactly. keep clothes on. <laughs> like, no, shoes on too. You're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you're, Wait. You're like, you're like, do you mind actually if I take off my bracelet? Because that's a bad point. You're one out. Wait, I, have you ever done this? I popped on the scale. I'm in my clothes. And I go, oh, well, my clothes must count for two pounds. Always. <laughs> clothes equals two pounds. And then actually, if, if I get on the scale and am unhappy. I usually just think about the fact that I am a woman and have boobs and a butt and I, yeah. I I don't know. I didn't ask for that shit. No, that's so fair. Like it's not like the creator of the universe, whatever you believe in, like pop like tapped me on the shoulder and was like, Do you want to be five three but have a gigantic butt? Or <laughs> and I didn't even have to hear the other options. I was like, I want a dank ass. So let's just roll dank with the punches. Yeah, baby. Okay. We went on a side tangent. We can get back to the club. Allie, yeah. what is an experience you had in the club? Okay. So my club experiences <laughs> were uh, quite, uh, let's just say I went to the club often and <laughs> I, let me think of one experience. Oh, I know. When I was at the club one time, I liked this boy and I'm, I was invited to their table because we all know Ooh. that like half the time you go to a club, you have to go stand at a table. Right. Yeah, you can't wait in line for booze. You, yeah. you need it served directly you to, to you. You need to be like, hi, I'm here with um, Ryan. And they're like, excuse me, who? And you're like, Ryan Smith. I'm like, okay, yeah, come right with me. Yeah, like, oh, sick, amazing. Um, so you go in, you get a shitty, like, vodka soda lime mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. actually tastes like... It burns the first layer of skin off your tongue. <laughs> Instantly. They're definitely pouring, like, cheap vodka into a green oh. bottle. as they If that... If they, that, yeah, nail they're polish probably, remover. Yes, that's what I was thinking. You're like, can I have a nail polish remover or soda? <laughs> Thank you. With a little lime. Thank you. Um, and so I was having one of those experiences. I was at a table with this guy that kind of like ended things with me, and I was still going and trying to be carefree, being like, hey, I heard you were a wild one. Oh, my God. I love that song yes, so much. I, I vividly remember. I was standing on top of the booth, as one does in a yep. dress, and, yep. you know, being classy as hell. And I'm trying to, like, get his attention and be like, oh, I'm fun. I don't – I'm really carefree. Like, you breaking up with me actually doesn't even affect me. Yeah, not and, one bit. Yeah, literally zero. And so <laughs> as I'm drinking nail polish remover soda lime, I – am I start crying because I was sad and I see him and no. I proceeded and my friends can third party validate this I hit my head <laughs> on a speaker and proceeded to fall <laughs> like it wasn't a full on wipeout but it was like oh I just got a concussion you know? oh my gosh I mean we've all been there if you yeah. have not fallen or bought bonked your head on a speaker, <laughs> a table. One time I was looking for my cell phone and I don't have great spatial awareness in general, but when I'm drunk, it, it absolutely goes away. And I grabbed it. I was so excited. I found it. I lifted up. I hit my head so hard on the table. Uh, it actually moved a little bit. Like I went straight up. And, and then how do you explain that to the random guy whose table you're at? <laughs> I'm like $1,000 <laughs> literally to wake up the next day and hate himself. I'm like, literally, I don't know your name, but I did spill a, you know, the, th- the thousand ball, oh my gosh, the thousand dollar bottle of Grey Goose that retails for about 50 bucks, <laughs> and I did spill half of it, yeah. so namaste, you know? But also, I'm not willing to pay for it. No, 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 no. Wait, besides your bachelorette party, did you ever, like, get a table with your friends? No. 
God, yeah. no. I, maybe, no, I don't think so. Did you? I haven't gotten a table at De Club, but if you, Allie knows this, if, if you're familiar with the Santa Monica area, there's like a day club called Bungalow. And most of the time you could not get in unless you had a table. So one time I did splitsies with about seven people. Yeah. I, I mean, if you could, I, I never did that. Bungalow, if you guys don't know Bungalow, then you are, let's just say you don't watch The Bachelor then because that's where <laughs> every single Bachelor contestant goes when they're <laughs> thirst monster and uh, <laughs> want to become like Z-list famous. But it's such a, it's such a scene in LA and it's, extremely hard to get into you're right it is it is you either have to go like thursday at 9 p.m or you're you can't get in well tables are so expensive like how much do you think you paid when you split between seven like it was probably a two thousand dollar (laughs) table but what a deal what a steal but your food and beverage went to it which at the bungalow if you were seven people and they each get three drinks each that's like a thousand dollars basically and you're like can i get nachos while we're no out? i mean once i start drinking I, talk about a thirst monster i become a snack monster yeah i i am so emboldened i might steal food from other people's tables yeah you know? i mean i i remember this one time a guy not that this happened all the time i'm but one guy once offered to buy me a drink, and I was very much, like, done drinking that night. And so I did let him buy me mozzarella sticks. Okay. There is nothing hotter than mozzarella sticks. If you've seen the movie Baby, Baby Mama, which if you haven't, like, stop everything what you're doing. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, movie perfection. She asks the guy, he's like, can I buy you a drink? And she's like, can you buy me mozzarella sticks? Or is that, oh, like, off the table? I am her sister, her soul sister. Because <laughs> oh seriously, gosh. at that point, like, save your money, sweetie. Get me no. a, either get me a, what? Like, go buy my groceries for the week? Yeah. Do something good with that money. Get me a buttery pretzel. Here's the thing. It's pretty easy to get a free drink from a guy. Like, you don't have to work that hard for it. To get a free mozzarella stick? you got to put in some time with the conversation. You've got to learn about his mom and his sister. You know, you're not getting those mott sticks right. for free. But can we normalize ordering someone a, a yes. appetizer versus a drink? No, Buying you someone? heard it here first. Yes, like I want a warm pretzel with butter sauce. You Ooh, know? I want a warm pretzel with like that fake nacho cheese sauce. Ooh, yeah. I would also, like there is, side tangent of the side tangent, there is never a time in my life that I am not in the mood for french fries. Morning, afternoon, night. I would have a breakfast fry. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's hash brown. I mean, I oh, I do feel yeah. like I would never turn one down. Do I know no. I'm in the mood? No, but I'm always down <laughs> to F, you know? <laughs> no, I do. I'm always down to F with a French fry. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Speaking of French fries, we would take <laughs> pictures in the club looking greasy as hell. And I would like, you'd ask someone to take a picture of you on your Canon 360 slim slim little yes. handheld device you'd be like hey yep. you mind getting a pic of me and my girls and then your highlights your chunky chunky highlights and your spray <laughs> tan would just radiate off you oh my gosh literally i i remember you and also this was like a debate between your friends because someone had to bring the camera but no one wanted to because it was so big like you it wouldn't fit in like a small not that we had small bags then but so you like rochambeau and then whoever picked it, remember that wrist, like, wrap? Like, you would hold it around your wrist. Like, yes. there's no putting it into a clutch. Like, no. it, you could wheel it around like, no. like it, a it lasso. It could be straight up, like, paparazzi. Like, you must have it on hand at all times. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, this is 
really aging, but I don't know if you felt this way. When I like passed along my camera, I was like, ooh, I hope they don't steal it. Fast forward to today, we had people $800 worth of technology. Yeah. And we're like, just just run with it, you know? Well, also, that is, I wonder post-COVID, like if people are going to ask other people to touch their phone and ooh. take pictures. Because yeah. during COVID, someone asked me to do that. And I'm like, well, if you're going to supply hand sanitizer and give me $1,000, sure. Okay. Our generation, well, any anyone's generation who's lived through COVID, our new addiction is going to be hand sanitizer. We are forever changed. I will not do anything without hand sanitizer. I won't touch a doorknob. Yeah. I won't touch a stranger's phone. I was already kind of like yeah. a germaphobe before mm-hmm. this all happened, at least as it relates to like public transit. I think, you know, probably a lot of people are that yeah. way, but... I would like not be able to touch anything after I went on the bus until I had a thorough, thorough, thorough uh, hand cleaning sesh. And yeah. now it's like, I don't know how I'm going to do anything. No, although there have been studies that shown actually, well, not in COVID, please use hand sanitizer. But like before COVID happened, they were like, stop using hand sanitizer so much because it's like, it's like affecting your ability to actually ward off germs. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but you know what? We're in a germ filled world. So F it. <laughs> Literally, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I, oh I don't know goodness. if we could, if we are, you know, one day taking our shoes off at the club, walking around, oh getting germs God. between our toenails. I think we'll be fine not using hand sanitizer every twenty seconds in the Wait, future. Wait, Allie, you just breezily skipped over the fact that you have okay. If you went to the club at like eleven p.m. and you're there when it closes, like people are literally kicking you out. And you know what? About two hours before that, you were like young, wild, and free. You're like, F it. Do I need to wear shoes? No. And you're on that sticky, sticky floor, barefoot, just jiving. You know? if if you don't get home and wash your feet, then you are truly the (laughs) sickest motherfucker I've ever seen. Because you know the people that wake up and they have literally their feet, the bottom of their feet are black. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I do know that. And also... Have I been that woman? Yes. As you all know from the previous episode, I eat bagel bites and then generally pass out. So have I woken up with like black tar feet? Yeah. Am I ashamed? Yes. No, we've all been there and I'm acting like I'm so above it. But those are those times you wake up with your white bedding and you're like, oh, well, I need to never, ever, ever go out again. And then you go out that night. No, no, yeah. Oh my gosh. The amount of times I said, no, guys, I'm too hungover. I cannot go out tonight. And then four hours later, I'm like, jello shots. Yeah. <laughs> You're like fighting with the bounce. Like, let us in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every girl thinks she's like in with the bouncer. And like what she doesn't know is like the bouncer is playing you. He just wants to talk to hot girls. You do not have a unique one to one relationship no, and with honestly, Steve. You are like, this is actually not even long ago I went to a bachelorette party in Montreal and we were trying to get into this club of sorts and Mm. there was a huge huge line and because it was a bachelorette party we thought that like oh they'll let us in so we go to the front of maybe a hundred person line and the guy's like yeah tough luck sweetie like everyone's here for a bachelorette party (laughs) and my friends of course thought that they were like the hottest shit in the world yeah assumed that the guy would let us in and after like 10 minutes of humiliating ourselves we had to go home and no it's a time to swallow that you're not the bouncer's favorite no and also like that you think because the bouncer sees you every thursday that he'll remember you and it's like there are hundreds of women coming every day listen like DePaul does not remember you you know like let it go 
Yeah. So. Hundreds of women coming every day. <laughs> every Wednesday, the clubs are lit. <laughs> I mean, I went up to clubs on a Tuesday. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally no, going actually, up on a Tuesday. No, it's literally. I would go out a lot on Thursdays. Yeah. I would do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hungover as hell on Sunday, recover on Monday, go out on Tuesday. Wednesday was, like, the Sabbath. I didn't really do anything. But then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was, like, in it to win it. There you, know? you go. It's, yeah, so after COVID, guys, watch Hope. She's going. <laughs> Allie, you're coming with me. I'm not clerbing by myself. I don't even know how to clerb. Like, I need it. I guess, like we said, it's getting back on the saddle, back on the the bike. And Much like ice skating, Allie. You think it's going to be harder, but you know hard. what? But, you know, it's still pretty hard, and it's yeah. still pretty hard. But <laughs> with, like, like any club, I think we'll just it will all fall right back into place. And yeah, like we don't have to be Olympic athletes. Like we just have to, to get there and, you know, do it. If I haven't worn high heels in about 16 months. So just I think we, <laughs> I think we should literally just practice walking in them and then, you know, move on. But if you have good de club stories, will you please send us a DM? We, we need to hear them. Yeah, I have yeah. one other thing I haven't worn in a hundred years is eyeliner. So <laughs> I, I need to like know how to put on eyeliner and wear heels. Otherwise, I think that's a, also a prereq for getting wet in. No, no, you need thick and waterproof. Like if you're a smart declurber, you're like, I'm going to sweat all my normal makeup off. I need to literally like use chemicals to plaster this on right. my face. Or cry hysterically, either one. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's probably all the declurb stories that we're going to share today. But don't you think we've hit the bottom of the barrel? We have so many, so many. We haven't gotten into the bathroom situation, but this you know is what? The tip of the the clerb iceberg. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, on that note, Allie, I think it's time to bid everyone adieu. I don't know where that just came from. No, I mean, what do they say? Like when the lights in the clerb come on? Yeah, like get the hell out. <laughs> That's a metaphor for how we're ending this, guys. The lights have oh come on. Oh my gosh. On. The lights are on. You look around at the bar. You're like, wait, this is the shadiest thing I have ever seen. And you you walk out and buy street meat. You're like, wait, who are, where'd my friends go? <laughs> yes. You're all alone with Steve at the table. And you're like, we're not going home together. So I'm just going to. And, and you look like a raccoon. Like your eyeliner, you sweat because you, of course, didn't wear the waterproof. The, club, the, the lights turn on and you're like, oh, my, my God. God. My hair is soaking. My eyes are soaking. And you're, you're not what? You're not in a good spot. You're not well. Okay. Anyway. Well, love and light. We'll see you next week. Love you.